People deluded, I'm back again. I hope you're all doing well and safe. Seasonal greetings. Merry Christmas to everybody locked in. And once again, Merry Christmas. And welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. Now, admittedly, there isn't much to talk about. I really want you lot to enjoy your festive period. Lord knows I do as well. Like, I love you guys. I love making content. But I'm not going to sit here and cap people. I'd rather, first and foremost, be sleeping. Second of all, you know, it's time to get into the Xmas festivities. Like, as you speak, you know, a couple of my gifts. I've got some Hennessy. I've got some Ciroc. Someone's bought me some AU Vodka. Obviously, I've got my rare Neff, you know, the, the, I'm not really a turkey fan, but there's obviously turkey there. I'm looking more forward to the chicken, the oxtail, the curry goat, you know, the mac and cheese, the lamb, you know, the coleslaw. You know, the sorrel, how many other things are there? And the, 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 I even had my breakfast. I ain't even, you know, all my West Indians, you know, I lit breakfasts and things like that. On the best of days, definitely Christmas. So there's so many things I would be prefer to be doing, admittedly, people. But I love you guys. It's still Friday, which still means we've got to talk about something. We've got to be here and get through stuff. Now, I'm not going to lie. There isn't really anything of note to speak about, people, other than, you know, to preview the Premier League, to speak about the Cat Yarabel. I guess we can touch on Pochettino allegedly going to PSG. What else is there beyond that, people, really and truly in the footballing world? Let's start off with the Cat Yarabel Cup now. Quarterfinals, let's talk about Arsenal. First and foremost, Arsenal won, Manchester City 4. We was in the game for 45 minutes. I'd say even 20, the last 20 because we looked like half a decent team. It looked like both teams, whenever they tried to, to, to... Whenever the opposition pressed them when playing out from the back, there was heart-in-mouth moments and I would have liked to have seen that more. I mean... Like I said, the only good thing is for 45 minutes is, is we're, half, we're halfway in it. But I don't know what's said at half time. I think Arteta gambled and re- rolled the dice with his lineup. I say gamble. I think he's when I when I say that I mean he's doubled down on the Chelsea game. You know, I'm sure you lot saw the lineup. We all would have named a stronger lineup. For me, he simply went there with damage limitation. He's using this as an opportunity to rest players and things going into Chelsea. Where if we do not get a positive result against Chelsea, again, there's no leg to stand on, really and truly. We look silly. He looks silly, and there's more pressure on his job. Um yeah, I would have liked to have seen credibility in the performance. Even if we lost 4-1, I would have liked to have said at least it was soldiers in the trenches. At least we went down fighting. At least there was heart, desire, integrity and whatnot. None of this was was shown. You know, the key, again, there's no system. There's no there's, there's no system. That's, that's where bulk of our issues come from, as well as having poor players. Now, shout out to Martinelli, one of the few players he gets it. He obviously got an assist. Lacazette scored. Um... You know, make the lousy was okay. Apologies, people. That's how boring the game was. But apart from that, I'm scratching my head trying to find positives. You know, three minutes into the game, people are not following runners. Keepers not coming out. And Gab Jesus has scored. You know, shout out to Joe Willock as well in the build up to our goal because that's the only positive. You know, Joe Willock had a, de- a decent game, I felt, and he had a decent little role for himself. Um, need to see a bit more technical quality from Joe, but when he's got a little role to run himself ragged and press the centre halves and earn a couple frames and corners, that's that's Joe. Um, but I saw more desire in Joe. Um, you know, to be a quarter final, to see my manager kind of throw the game away. You look at we're in a worse situation. A win could do a lot for us in the scheme of you know feel good factor. City still 
still named a strong team. We've rested players, so we've been a bit disrespectful in that regard. And we got it self-handed to us. You can't account for not following runners, not being aware um, of runners either, not stopping the crosses, and your keeper not coming out. Like I don't get what was going on for Gab Jesus's goal. Uh, Mahrez's goal in the second half where they put him free. Again... The keeper, you have to. It's got to the point now where certain players like Runnison, as much as I blame him, I think he's to blame. He's poor, he's clearly not of the standard to be a championship keeper, let alone play in a quarter final. I have to, it's got to the point now where the same way William and Xhaka and, and Bellerin, three irrelevant guys based on that game, I know they played no part, but I'm looking at his okay, cool, they face their criticisms, but. They're not playing themselves. You know, Runnison, I, I don't get what Arteta refers to when he says he's adapting to the league and things. If he's adapting to the league, why are you playing him now? Why are you playing him against City? We all know City have crazy footballers. You definitely should know City have crazy footballers and attackers. If he hasn't adapted to the league and there's question marks over his confidence, then what's going to happen now? We, you know you've made a mistake. You know you're getting pumped. Obviously, the social media, people are going to get onto you. And I actually have sympathy for Anderson because it's got to the point he has to deactivate his account. I don't have... Yeah, I don't get twisted. I don't have sympathy for him deactivating his account. I don't have sympathy for any of the criticisms because he played poor. He has to hold his hands up. It's just like you saw some of it went beyond football and, you know, people are wishing illness on his family and things, especially the time of period we're in, the sort of what we've gone through this year. It's been a very long year. Um, I think that's disgraceful. But again... He was poor. I don't get... You can't tell me a man's adapting to the league in a quarterfinal, regardless of the competition. It doesn't do anything for me. It really doesn't. Especially when I even go to the Europa League. You set the tone of the Europa League. You started Leno in the first couple matches, forgive me if I'm wrong. You know, when you wanted to get distance and when it became clear, you've thrown him Renison. So if you have ham question marks over him, why are you throwing him now? You know, you played Leno. Again, I get that man need to be rested and things and they're tired, but Leno's on the bench. All of that goes out the window. Man can say, yeah, well, he's he's on the bench he's not going to come on he's a goalie and that's true but what if he's fatigued and whatnot and he gets injured in the warm-up because he had to take part in the warm-up regardless of if you're playing or not so him being fit goes out of the window and again Leno on the best of days is suspect so I don't know why we went with this runners and done I think when you look at a defence even on our best of days communication is key or should be key and I think we struggled you know this, the last goal the only goal I can't get at him we're not charging out together you know some men are playing people on side and caught flat footed some men are trying to clear their lines it's not making sense and as much as these players are poor like Mustafi poor Renison poor you know get shout out to Gabriel but again you can see where it's going to come from you know Cedric ain't played too many times with these lot Maitland-Niles has played left back how many times has he has he done that of recent you've got Gabriel Mustafi new partnership you've got Renison talking to them again I'm not Again, communication is key. So I don't know Renison's level of English. I assume he speaks English. We know Gabriel is adjusting. And Mustafi, again, speaks English. But again, he doesn't have a good partnership with Gabriel. So there's a lot of new. And I think it, was, it wasn't it was the game for any of that. The only positives, I think, is Martinelli's little assist and his, and, and his minutes. I think Joel Willock, whatever role Arteta gave him, I think Joel re reflected that well. But Maitland now is okay in parts. Other than that, it's calamity, you know. Poor individual mistakes. Like the, the free kick, I don't know what Renison is doing. Phil Foden's goal is offside, but in the build-up, we're not following runners. And again, he's rushed out. I definitely feel, I don't feel he's solely to blame for the first goal, but he had a major part. I feel the second and third goals are on him, regardless of not following runners or being onside. I won't get at him for Laporte's because, again, I'm concerned. And definitely going into the Chelsea game, that's the sort of stuff that annoys me. Because against Burnley, let ourselves down from a set piece, you know. Against Everton, 
let ourselves down from a set piece. Midweek against City, let ourselves down from a set piece. You've got Chelsea who, you know, score a lot of goals, keep a lot of clean sheets of recent, but they're up there for putting crosses in the box. And we've all seen Zuma's leap in the Premier League, so we know what time it is. And they've obviously got Thiago. It's the Giroud derby. You know, I'm sure we can all see Giroud scoring and the rest of it, people. So again, we're not learning lessons. Cheap individual mistakes ultimately gave us too much. But I feel from the 13th minute to the 31 when Lacazette scored, we looked all right. We looked like a team that might put in a credible performance, but you have to be, do well for 90. And it's another game, ultimately another mad scoreline, you know, to be so close to Wembley, regardless of the competition and to put in a performance like that for the players that did play, to throw it away like that, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it, 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 does, it doesn't make much sense and it doesn't feel me... Um, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help us at all people so it's an l really and truly you know what can i say people we huffed and puffed in the second half if you could say that in in patches but he didn't really test their goalie and again i'm not saying they keep a suspect but it's hardly edison you know the one little times we pressed them with martinelli or they, you know there was little heart in mouth moments there was one time he made a mistake and absolutely took out martinelli so it's same old same old nonsense from us and we're out of the competition and you know, we can only focus on the FA Cup, try to do a thing in the Europa League and just try and save face by playing better in the in the Premier League. Easier said than done. The only players that are going to get them out of that is Arsenal. And for me, like I said at the start, I'm enjoying my festive period because I know tomorrow is long for us. I know it's long, so I'm not even going to engage in it, people. So I'm going to get my Henny. I got my black raspberry Ciroc, courtesy of Christmas gifts. You know, you got the AR vodka. I always stay with the rare Neff. You know, I got plenty of stuff. The only thing I'm not on is the Corvossier. The Corvossier is here, but I bought that for family members. That that that's not really a good juice for me. So is what it is. Away from that though, and I'm sure you all saw, you know, Man United turned it around in the last couple of minutes against Everton to win 2-0. Cavani, again, very good player. I know he's in, in the in the papers for things to do with racism and all this sort of stuff and, and terminology used. But I think he's many people probably thought when he joined United he's gonna be like Fakao and the rest of them sort of dud strikers that ain't really bang for United and he still might be but I think he's he's proven a success. I think he should get more minutes. Um, you know he's shown he's you can't undervalue experience and for me if I'm Marcus Rashford, if I'm Mason Greenwood, even them them young under 18s and 23s, you know if you have a chance to learn from Cavani and you don't heed the advice and Martial even. What are you doing? You know, Cavani, you know, when you when I think of Cavani, I think of movement. So that alone, you lot should be, you know, if even if you've got to learn Spanish or get a translator or whatever, make sure you pick that experienced man's brains because you're not going to have another opportunity to do that, people. I know they've got Oli Social and I'm sure, but Cavani, you know, even at his age now, you know, one thing I admire about his goals at United is the movement. Like the, when you watch it, you can see what he's doing. It's a quick little run for myself and run for the defender. And he's always got a brain. And I think that experience, you can't undervalue it. So any attacking player at United, if you don't improve your movement and your finishing, I'd say mainly movement for me, you know, because of Cavani at that club, you've wasted time and United should sack you because that if it's like having it's like having Tony Adams around the place, in my opinion, as a centre half. It's stu or Ashley Cole at fullback. It's stupid not to learn from these players you care. So shout out to Cavani for saving them in the 88th minute. You know, lovely shot people with his left peg and he scored a couple of beautiful goals like that. And obviously Martial, they hit them on the break. Martial scored, I think, courtesy of Marcus Rashford. And to be fair, Martial had to score because there were some comedy moments in that game. 
It did look like it was heading for penalties. And then obviously it changed in the second half, really and truly. So I'm sure United don't care. They go marching on. Martial gets a goal. He hasn't scored too many this campaign. Cavani gets one. Um, and Eric Bailly was killing me. I, I beg you to all go watch the game again. Um, at the point, Cavani didn't do his trademark. You know, the gun. I don't know if it's a gun or a bow and arrow when he when he's kneeling on the floor. But he didn't do that. And you can see Bailly telling him to do it. And then he did it. It was a half-hearted one from Cavani. Um, so, yeah. At least one Arsenal or, or someone who had a connection with Arsenal had some joined the EFL. I'm sure, I'm sure you all saw in another quarterfinal game, Brentford defeated Newcastle a goal to nil. Josh De Silva bossed it. You know, his passing, his pre the way he can play under pressure. I think he's twice the player Joe Willock is. And I think for him to leave despite being offered a new deal tells you it. And he follows for me. You know, we let him go for freeze. Instantly 20 million for Brentford um, minimum. 20 million minimum if and when they want to sell him if they don't get promoted and whatnot you know if Ben Rama's 30 or Josh De Silva he's got a, a way ahead of him I think he's actually the reason in my opinion Joe Willock is in the England on the 21s lineup because him he's there I, I've lost love Josh De Silva and you know you can tell he's had a solid Arsenal education you can actually tell he's played in a bunch of positions I've seen him play up front at, at Arsenal and play a number of roles and I think he's got more personality to show I don't think over 90 minutes he's at the top of his game all the time so there's a lot of development but he's a fantastic player fantastic sweet strike with his left foot to send his team through and it's serious pressure on Newcastle because Steve Bruce is going to have to answer for that Brentford have Spurs I believe in the next round so there's a good chance Spurs go to Wembley sadly and might claim their first trophy under Jose Mourinho We're gonna, and which which once again shows Jose's a winner I'm sure most fans, Spurs fans will be happy with winning a trophy because they don't really know what that is it's like a virgin around a condom you don't know what's going on in that regards um so then we're gonna have to be shameless if and when they do win this competition and say yo you mean to tell me you brought in jose Mourinho on that big million contract you brought gareth bale back to win the mickey mouse cup i hear that it's not even an fa thing you know agendas are free but on a serious note you know brentford versus spurs is a good one Spurs won, well you're at Wembley in the semis one step from the final, be stupid if they let themselves down, you've got a Manchester derby, you've got United versus City, something tells me if City go to the final, Spurs win, if United go to the final, they pattern Spurs, so I don't know what happens in that regards people I've jumped the gun a bit, like I said we've spoken about Newcastle's 1-0 defeat to Brentford, um, we've spoken about Manchester City demolishing Arsenal 4 goals to 1, we've obviously spoke about Everton losing 2-0 to Man United, but he's Stoke Two teams I hate. I don't know who I hate more. You know, all you got to do is throw Chelsea into it. Obviously, Spurs and Chelsea are like default. I just hate Spurs. I can't wait. I mean, I just hate. I just hate Stoke. Like I really want them to go down. Obviously, with the whole Gareth, Gareth, um, Aaron Ramsey stuff. Got no love for Stoke. But yeah, man. Spurs defeated them three goals to one. Gareth Bale opened the scoring. Ben Davis um, followed his Welsh teammate and, and also scored in the 70th minute um, to pull it 2-1 after Thompson scored for Stoke and made it 1-1 in the 53rd minute. Harry Kane put a bit of daylight between the two, two teams nine minutes from time in the 81st minute. So Stoke are out. And you know Stoke have some decent players, man. You know, their former Spurs lad, Oakley Booth, played. You know, for me, I'm a big fan of Harry Schotter. I can't say his name. Um, I'm sure he used to be playing in... Um, he used to be playing in Scotland before he moved, before he moved um, to, to Stoke. 22 years of age. I think he can develop a bit more. I think Nathan Collins is the one to watch. 19 years of age. He's played a couple of times now. And he's probably, you know... Um, um, turning into turning into um, someone that's of interest to clubs. He can play in a back three. He also can play in a back four. 
I think Davison Sanchez struggled pers- personally in that in that game. People, for me, I think he I think he struggled, um, and there's a lot of pressure on Davison Sanchez. Obviously, every goal for Bale does well. Um, Deli Ali was hung out to dry by by um, Jose Mourinho, and he's, and I know with with Pochettino going to to PSG, the rumors of Ericsson of Deli Ali on loan or permanently are gonna intensify. Deli Ali needs to move regardless because again, it's a I don't think you're going to the Euros, but if you want to get the Euros going, it is what it is. And I know Jose's been very vocal on Stoke. He's got onto Neil Warnock and the training and, and, and the, and the um, changing rooms and, and whatnot. Um, it, after the game, he said he he basically accused Deli Ali of creating problems for his own team. He said, a player in that position is a player that has to link and create, not to create problems for his own team. And obviously this goes back into you know, in, in September when he said it's important for him to perform. Um and as you lot know, Deli Ali was substituted um, not 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 shortly after Stoke equalised. So again, it's a problem, people. And he said, in that situation, an objective counter-attack would probably end up with a goal. And it ended with a counter behind our defenders. We were unbalanced because when you are in possession, you have fullbacks out wide and another midfielder in a different line. And they caught us on a counter-attack and they, tra- and they transformed the result of the game. That was totally in our hands. And he also said apparently Gareth Bell has picked up a calf strain, which is why he didn't start in the second half. So Deli Ali's in the mud, really and truly. He needs to he needs to move to get his career going again. He's 25 in April. You know, he's not playing. Again, I always have... Just forget about England. Forget about the fact that he, you know, previously it was, you know, Sun was there, but it was Kane and Delhi when you're thinking of Spurs. You're not thinking of Delhi. His stock's falling. Just a joy. It can't be nice training... Going to work every day, training, knowing you're not playing, knowing that you're going to get subbed, knowing that sometimes in the Europa League you ain't even competing 90 minutes, knowing that you're being digged out. Now, for Deli, it's been a long time coming because I don't think he's developed enough as a footballer. I still don't know what Deli Ali's about. And a bit of that for me is on Pochettino because I felt there was a lot of short-term fixes at Spurs. You had Dyer in defensive mid. You knew long-term he's a centre-half. Deli Ali who's playing off the left and it worked well on the counter or linking up with Kane but I don't think his game intelligence improved you know I don't know what Deli Ali's about is he a box to box is he a striker is he an inverted off the left creative midfielder sort of thing what is he and some of that's down to him because he hasn't developed you know there was there's been many times and there, a lot of Spurs fans I used to speak to they used to say Deli Ali rarely had a good game historically when he didn't score and that tells you everything, you know, even his goal scoring is inflated. But I think he deserves to go somewhere where, you know, he's actually having has a half decent chance of playing. He's actually liked by the manager and, and he has to react to Jose because, again, it seems like he, he whatever Jose wants, he hasn't done it. And I, I'll give that to him, you know, and on Bile turn it around. I don't know if Deli Ali's of that same ilk or is attempting to turn it around people. So make of that what you will make of that what you will really and truly it's quite harsh for, for Delhi Ali but oh well nothing to do with me I'm an Arsenal fan now if we look at the Premier League people you've got Leicester versus Manchester United that's down to be a tasty game second versus third United if they win depending they got a game in hand as well depending on what happens in the Liverpool game you know 26 points that can turn to 29 that's a couple of firsts and what will people say I know they've said it's a woeful season this that and the third but 
That's a good year, people, really and truly. Leicester have lost more Premier League games and conceded more Premier League goals against United than they have against any other team in this competition. Man United have lost just one of their last 22 Premier League meetings with Leicester. Manchester United have scored in each of their last 22 Premier League meetings with Leicester, people. So it's down to be a tasty one. And Leicester have shown they can cut up numerous teams this season. So we have to see what's, what's happening. You've got Fulham against... Southampton, Fulham, who are turning their form around with respect, are playing an informed Southampton team. And with that, Fulham have lost just one of their last seven at home against Southampton. Fulham haven't won a league match at home since Boxing Day 2003. Southampton, as you know, have won three of their last four Premier League meetings with Fulham. And they've won, Southampton on that note, have won six of their last eight games on Boxing Day. Their only defeat came in the 5-2 in 2017 against Spurs. Aston Villa against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, I'm sure, want to react after that heavy defeat by by um, Liverpool. Aston Villa, you know, they're having a good season. They've won two of their last three Premier League meetings against Palace. Palace have won just one of eight Premier League away games against Aston Villa. And they've never scored more than once in those 17 away games. So, we'll have to see. Aston Villa have won just once on their last 10 match days on Boxing Day. So, that's one that could go either way. And if I was a gambling man, that's one I might leave out of the accumulators still. You've got Wolves welcoming Tottenham Hotspur to dap their place. That's going to be a crazy game, people. Um you know, as you lot know, last time Spurs Fulham won three, um, Wolves won three two at, at Tottenham. Spurs have won each of their last three Premier League away games against Wolves. Um, you know, Spurs have lost their last two Premier League games, which is as many as they had in their previous twenty two. So I'm sure they want, they wants to, there needs to be a reaction, and they want a reaction. Um, Wolves, since returning to the Premier League, people have won 17 of their 19 Premier League home games when scoring the first goal and drawing the other two. So you let Lee Wolves score first, you could be in trouble. Sam Allardyce got a big job to keep West Bromwich Albion in the league and it's not helped quicker, any quicker and easier by the teams they'll face. They'll, they'll go and travel to Anfield against an informed Liverpool team who are unbeaten in 10 league meetings with West Brom. Um... We'll have to see, people. We'll re we really have to see what's happening. In that regard, you can't look beyond the Liverpool win. West Ham got drummed 3-0 against Chelsea. They play against Brighton. And West Ham actually winless in all six of their Premier League meetings with Brighton. Losing the first three and drawing the most recent three. Brighton have won just one of their last five away league games against West Ham people. Um, you know, Brighton have won just three of their last 19 games in London, people. Which is crazy. Um, Brighton have won just one of their last 12 Premier League Premier League games, people. The last time they won was 2-1 against Aston Villa in November. And I bet the last time Brighton won at home was Arsenal. And we've got to play them soon. So, we know how that script goes. Leeds United against Burnley. Leeds had a crazy game last time out against Manchester United. This will be the first ever Premier League meetings between the two sides, people. Last time they played was in 1975-76. was when Leeds won in that game. Burnley lost their last Premier League match in Yorkshire, people. They've not lost consecutive league matches in the county since October 2011, people. Only Liverpool's Premier League games this season have produced more goals than, than Leeds, people. So we'll have to see. That's going to be an interesting game. You've got Sheffield United against Everton. Everton, you know, want to win and they sit fourth. Sheffield United want to stay in the league and they can't buy a win. So 
you know, hopefully it'll be nice. I guess all Chris Wilder wants for Christmas is three points. You've got Newcastle travelling to Manchester City. Manchester Manchester City apologies on 23 points. You know, if they win and results go other ways, again, they can advance up the table and get closer to Liverpool and Champions League spaces where they should be. Newcastle obviously lost to Brentford and again, pressure could be on Steve Bruce. Um, we'll have to see people. As you lot know, Newcastle have lost each of their last five league games on Boxing Day. Um, Manchester City have won each of their last 11 Premier League home games against Newcastle people. Um, so make of, make of that what you will. Unfortunately, you've got Arsenal versus Chelsea. I can't look beyond the Chelsea win. It's 5th versus 15th. Again, when I think of Chelsea, I think a side that has... I think the only criticism, the only positives I can see from Arsenal is that um, on one hand, football isn't won on paper. You know, it isn't. So form goes out the window when you start, hopefully at least. And also when the game, if as long as that, whether Chelsea are leading or not, you know when you're not in control of a game. I think Chelsea struggle and it can go either way. That being said, you know they've improved defensively. You know that new keeper's coming and he's up there for clean sheets. They're a team that like to cross the ball a lot. We're a team that struggle to deal with set pieces. As I said earlier, um, you know it's written in the script. Giroud scores. It's written in the script. Werner, if starting, what he's got nine games or so in all comps without bagging, or maybe in the league, and he will score. You know such is Arsenal. Again, Arteta doubled down on this fixture with resting players. So, again, it's all on him. And I think Brighton will be the one that decides things. But, again, if things go differently against Chelsea, he could get sacked, people. And all I want to see is credibility and performance. A couple of times when we've played Chelsea, we've let ourselves down by a via stupid individual errors, like at the bridge, stupid mistakes in that 2-2 draw. When we played them this time almost a year ago, we threw it away in the last 15 minutes. So... Make of that what you will, people. And I'm sure Chelsea, again, a lot of talk of recent about United being in a title race and Leicester being in a title race and even Spurs, who are behind them in sixth from the same points and behind on goal difference. You know, Chelsea, if Chelsea win, they're on 28 points. Again, assuming other things happen, you'd probably need a United draw and a Leicester, and a Leicester draw to really benefit. But again, depending on what happens, again, you never know. And for Arsenal, we need to stay in the league, man. We're 15th. You know, we're on 14 points. Fulham are only on 10. If they score, they're a point behind us. Again, we need, we're we fighting. This is what I need to see. And I want to see fight, desire and, and intent. But will we? I called for that against Villa. I didn't see it. Called for it against Wolves, Spurs, Leicester, Man City recently gone, Everton. All these games where we've said there has to be a reaction. They have to stand up to be counted. Are they not tired of losing? None of this has been shown, people. So we'll have to see. So like I said, I'm enjoying the festive period. I'm not letting them ruin up my thing personally people because any I, I always say on my videos if you let arsenal ruin your day you've got problems um i'm sure you've all saw as well in other news tuckle has lost his job apparently privately he's admired as a great tactician and a good coach but he clashes with height with the hierarchy on and off the field and he just and he's never the players never warmed to him and he never warmed to the players these are things where you know other Arsenal managers were saying that about Arteta. We're now saying that about Tuchel. I mean, about Emery. So how can then we go and sign Tuchel? I don't think the club are sacking Arteta anytime soon, first and foremost, because I don't think they have a succession plan. And as much as I want Arteta gone um, in a to a degree, and I'd love, love him to turn it around, there's no plan. It's not that when I say I don't want him sacked for no reason, it doesn't mean I'm saying keep him. It doesn't mean I'm saying condoning it. But we sack him. What happens tomorrow? You give it murder sacker. 
You know, where's the plan? Because you're going to have to shell out five or six million to pay up Arteta. You're going to have to pay up his coaching staff. If you want Allegri, you're going to probably have to pay double figures in the millions, like what Jose's getting at Spurs or Carlo Ancelotti. Obviously, bringing in the coaching staff, whoever they want. And at that point, you can't turn around and, and, and bring in a man on a big deal and say you're not bringing his coaching staff. Because what's the point? You're, you, you know, you're not giving any, you, you've got, you've, probably got a double go all the way in to see benefits there's no point investing some money and not seeing anything you've got to go all the way in so i don't see them getting rid of arteta yeah and his coaching staff i don't see i don't think they have a plan in terms of a successor and i don't think you know they're gonna go for tuckle who's probably going to be you know apparently he was on six million at psg so again if I'm coming to Arsenal, I want eight or something and I want my coaching staff. Or if you go for Allegri, it's even more or whoever in it, people. I don't think they're going to do that because you're always, you're instantly talking about, you, let's just say, what, 12, 13 million in terms of, well, if you get rid of Arteta and bring in Tuchel, that's about 12 million, excluding however much the coaching staff and excluding the transfers and the planning. And I don't know how many of that is going to happen. I don't know if Arsenal are going to do that as well because... Not that it correlates, but when you look at it, we still haven't introduced that the contract guy in Hosfame, you know. We still haven't really got clarity with what Edu and Vinay actually doing. We know they've got added responsibility, but there's more grey areas. We know Arteta's a, a novice. There's too much transition at this club or transitioning at this football club to, uh, for me to believe they're going to do that midway through. Again, if results keep getting mad, and like I said, the Brighton one, if it went another way, for me, could potentially lose his role. Um so yeah, as you lot know, Tuchel, you know, on one hand, you know, what, a point off top, they won their last game, you know, they're through in the Champions League, I get it, but they probably said it as cool. If we're real, yeah, they topped the group, but there was times, there was a legit possibility PSG weren't going to get out of the group. You know, they're doing well in the league, but numerous times, how many have, how many times have we sat here since the season started and say, oh, how did PSG lose that? Or how did that happen in that game? Why did they make that hard than it needs to be? So I think there's frailties in his coaching. And I think, you know, he's hit the end of his cycle. Players might not be listening. He, I do think he overcomplicates things. Either way, there's not that. So I think they've just they've just not had confidence that he's going to go one better in the Champions League. I just feel he's never warmed to the players and you, you can see game management lacks a lot to be desired. So it was always going to happen. It was always the beginning of the end. I didn't think he'd get clipped now. What a harsh Christmas, but is what it is. And you've got Pochettino, you know, Pochettino, you've, he's been linked with City, Madrid, United, even Arsenal and none of this happened. He's got a great job and a great opportunity for him at PSG because... You know, again, he hasn't won the champs, but I think, and, and to be fair to Tuchel, Tuchel has tweaked things in the Champions League this year and, and done good things. But I think Pochettino is more of a seasoned vet. He's more of a coach, you know, and I think in a healthy way, he will get these players on side. Like, I think he will obviously be aware of the big personalities in the PSG locker room. I think he'll separate the fractures, but I think that South American passion will rub off with, you know, the, men, the many, the Neymars, the, 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 the Di Marias, the many South Americans there. And I think in a healthy way, Pochettino can tell man, listen, like say Neymar, yo, you're a good player, but if you don't do this and do this, we're not going to advance. And I think the players will buy in because I think, I think he's a good tactician. I think that's what they need. You know, PSG are a bunch of ballers. They're not a good team, in my opinion. When you look at Bayern Munich and things, they're ballers and a good team. You can see a system. You can see players tactically understanding. PSG is about freestyling and things like that. And I think if they get a, a proper manager, it's it's good. And obviously, you know, I'm sure Pochettino knows the language, having played in, in Paris. He can obviously speak Spanish with a number of players, including Neymar. So he can speak French, he can speak Spanish, he can speak English if they want to speak that. He obviously knows what the club's about. He's a good tactician. He's finally going to have some transfer stuff to go with in terms of a budget. Um, 
he's going to win trophies by default, you'd imagine, being PSG manager in France. Um, so it's a good look for the club, people. It's a good look for me and, and for, for him, in my opinion. So we'll have to see what he's on, really and truly, and if they can do anything in the Champions League. Keen to see, because again, the pressure, the pressure will be on. And I think it's telling because, again, you know, Allegri's been there for free. Um, Allegri's Allegri's been there on a free and nobody's got they, they haven't gone for him you know they went for a tuckle he was a coach as well but it doesn't scream as like a a personality as a coach you know Allegri Jose these are sort of men that you know you've got a you know, it's it's. I'm almost a superstar as well. It seems like we want a coach, and then we just we don't want that inevitable thing in the dressing room. Like you know, you heard Allegri tour into a couple of experienced players in the Champions League final they lost. You know, it isn't going to end well. So I think this tells you they're going more for a, a sort of coach and less of a personality. The players are the stars rather than you know the the, the gaffers and whatnot. So we'll have to see what happens in that regards, people. But been a lovely half an hour really it's, it's christmas time merry christmas once again i've got nothing more to add so why keep you any longer please make sure you're following across all the streaming platforms you know please make sure you check out my youtube content on that note i'm out of here merry christmas seasonal greetings dg deluded i'm out thank you for listening to this pod